You're listening to Connect Communities Podcast, recorded live in Stamford, Connecticut. If you'd like to know more about our community, stop by our website at www.connectcommunity.tv. Enjoy the message. Good luck. <laughs> I'm a hot mess, guys. Can we turn off the camera for the love? Oh my gosh, it's been a week, and God is so good. It's so good. You know, JD and I were sitting at a diner this week on Friday, and uh, I was typing my message, but I wasn't done with it yet. And uh, I was talking to him because I would like to bounce things off of him because he's way wiser than me, guys. He, he's, he's, he's awesome. So I was talking to him. I was like, God, I, like, I don't know how to start this message. I was telling him, I don't know how to start this message. And I kid you not, we were sitting like in the diner, like the table here, and there's a, a two guys in conversation right next to us. And they're close enough where I can hear them, but I don't want to eavesdrop. But the guy sitting at the table goes, you know, um, that, he talks about that passage, um, it is for freedom that Christ has set us. No, no. He talked about the, let me get the right passage. Um, he talked, he said, um, oh, Jesus came to give us life and life more abundant. And then he says, what does that mean? And I look at JD and I was like, did you just hear him? And JD's like, what? He's not eavesdropping. I was like, he just asked the exact question I have been asking all week. The question that I have been wrestling with all week because we started Born Again series. It's been, you know, we've been talking to Born Again and we've been speaking out of John 14, 6. And JD addressed the way that Jesus is the way. He is the, the path. He is the, the avenue. He is the way you get to the Father, right? Jesus is the way. And then he addressed the truth. Jesus is the truth personified he is true love he is true peace he is true holiness Jesus is truth we can stand on that truth and Jesus is the lasting truth his word never fails he is and was and is to come he is the truth so he addressed that and then I was supposed to address life and I'm like huh how am I gonna address life the life of God is so immense the life of God can mean so many things and it could go in so many directions and I'm supposed to address life and I've been wrestling with what does it mean to have life and life abundant. What is that? Because life abundant to me may not be life abundant to you, right? But I have found this week that there is one common ground and that's what we're going to talk about, that it is true for all of us. And so today as I continue the series, Born Again, I'm closing the series and I am going to talk about the life of Jesus. Jesus, or Jesus is the life, the life that he was talking about. And we're going to start in Genesis chapter 2 because we begin from the beginning. How about that? We start at the beginning and in the beginning in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, it's the story of creation, more specifically the story of the creation of man and women. And yeah, man and woman. And he says, the Lord God formed a man from dust, from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. So we find that there's the life of God in all of us. It was the breath of life, the breath of, the breath of God that gave us life. 
right? His breath gave us life. life. And I want to make a, 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 take a side note here for a minute because if somebody ever told you you were an accident, accident I want to tell you this morning that you are no accident. It is the breath of God that gives you life. Now, you may have been a surprise to your mom and dad, but you were not a surprise to God. He breathed his breath of life into you. The Bible says that children are a gift from the Lord. A gift, okay? He had you in mind. The Bible says in uh, Isaiah that he formed you in the womb. It says in Jeremiah that he knit you together and called you for purpose. You are no accident. There is nothing accidental about you. So don't you ever let anybody tell you otherwise. You were planned by God. Just wanted to tell you that. I'm going to keep on my story of creation. So back to creation. In Matthew, see this is what I find interesting, right? So in Matthew 5 chapter chapter 5 verse 45 it says that you may be children of your father in heaven he causes his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous so if Jesus says he is the life and that no one goes to the father except through him I would I would think that he is talking more about more than he's talking about more than just existing when Jesus says he is the life, it's more than just being alive, right? Because the, there's plenty of unbelievers. There are plenty of people who do not believe in God and still live. So you don't need to go through Jesus to get to the Father because you're alive. God, God breathed his breath into you and you exist, right? So in my thought, Jesus is talking about more than he is the life, meaning existence, meaning being alive, when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, he means something else. So conclusion I've come, come to is that when he said, I am the way, he's saying, follow me, right? I am the way, he's saying, follow me. I am the truth, meaning you can stand on the truth of who he is. You can stand on the truth of Jesus. But if you follow the way and you stand on the truth, what will it lead you to? Life. What kind of life? Freedom. The life that he wanted you to have. The freedom to live. I would, I, I think that one of the most precious gifts the Lord has given us is freedom. Because think about it with me. When he created Adam and Eve, immediately right after he creates them, he puts a tree in the garden. The tree of knowledge of good and evil, right? Now why did he do that? He didn't have to. He did not have to put the tree. I mean, let's be honest. We could have gone our whole lives being over there in the garden and not knowing otherwise. Right? We could have gone our whole lives not knowing otherwise. And it would have been fine. We wouldn't have known any better. But God is so kind. And he is so genuine. And his love is so genuine. That when he created us, he wanted us to have a choice. He wanted us to pick him. Because if there was no other option, we wouldn't have picked. We wouldn't have to pick, right? But he puts it in there. He, the Bible says that he created us in his likeness, which the likeness of God means God has choices, right? The likeness of God means God knows good and evil. And so when God created us, he said, I want to give you guys the choice, the freedom to pick to live this life. And so he, he put in that garden the tree of, of, of a knowledge of evil so that we would pick Right? God did not want slaves. He wanted friends. He wanted us to choose him. He wanted love. 
He wanted relationship. And those things are by choice. I want to point out how important freedom is to God. Because when Adam and Eve sinned, and they disobeyed God in the garden, and they sinned, sin entered their hearts, and they became slaves. And that says so in John 8, 34, we find Jesus saying, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. See, here's the thing. When sin entered our hearts, we became sla uh, slaves. And now we were all entrapped. We were all trapped by slaves. There was no other option. You think you're living free, but you're not. Because it is through Jesus that we find freedom. And so when sin entered, we all were trapped. And I want to give you a simple, very simple illustration. I asked my friends, my worship friends, can you give me that, the rope? Thank you. So I asked my friends to come and help me give you an illustration because I want you, for those of you that, you know, need to see it, I want you to see it and understand what actually happened. So who's my sinner? I'm kidding. You're the, this is Jesus. We're going to say he's Jesus. You're the enemy, and you're a person, a human being. So, right, I'm going to give you guys an example. So, get out of the way. Here's what happened. I'm going to give you an example, let's say, an addiction. Now, there are many addictions in life. There are addictions to pornography, addictions to food, addictions to alcohol, addictions to gambling. So, let's just say Jeffrey here. Am I in the way? What am I doing? Ah, let's be real. See, I told you he's, he's just wise, guys. Okay, so let's say uh, Jeffrey is addicted to alcohol, right? Let's say he, he tries. He wakes up in the morning. Keep walking, Jeffrey. Try to walk. He wakes up in the morning. Let him go a little bit. He wakes up in the morning. He says, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this today. I am not going to drink. Today, I'm going to be strong. Today is the day I am going to overcome this because I'm going to do it. I'm going to be strong. And he tries and he gives his best effort because the reality is we, we have some effort. We have some willpower, right? We do. We employ all of our effort, all of our willpower. But let me tell you something, that being an addiction is a sin. And because it is a sin, he is trapped. It is stronger than he. So what happens is when he tries to to go on his own the enemy does this come back here because you are trapped you're not free to make your own decisions see you think you're free you think you have the willpower and the determination on your own to say I will do this but the truth is that sin traps us it entraps us and it goes and you don't have the freedom to to do it on your own you don't have the freedom you are tied you bound that's what the word teaches us that sin binds us now, maybe it's not something like alcohol. Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's lust. Maybe the problem is, you know, you were doing just fine. We're going to go again. We were doing just fine. You were walking by, and all of a sudden, you see this person, and you go, whoa. Right? And instead of going, you know what? I have, I have the mind of Christ. I am in a relationship, or I'm married. I will not look that way. Maybe you have been feeling lonely. Maybe your husband and your wife have been neglecting you. Maybe you felt abandoned. Maybe they're not giving you the attention they once gave. Maybe they're not loving you the way they once were. But still, lust is a decision. It's a decision to take the thought that came your way, and you hop on the train. And you hop on the train of that thought. And then you keep thinking more and more and more about it. And you keep thinking and all of a sudden that train becomes a fantasy. 
right? And you went from one thought that could have been held, that could have been, um, you know, held captive by Jesus, that one thought went and took you astray. And all of a sudden you go, no, I got this because I haven't done anything yet. I haven't done, it's just thoughts. I'm just thinking. It's not a big deal. Let me tell you that sin is an inner issue, right? It ha sin happens inside before it manifests outside. And so the thoughts keep going and he's going, no, I got this. I got this. I get this. And then one day he doesn't got this. One day the sin be takes over and it comes Right? It, 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 it materializes because it's already in the inside. I tell you, maybe, maybe it's not lust. Maybe it's something simple like gossip. Right? Gossip is a sin too, babe. You know, like sometimes it's easy to kind of go, okay, I, I didn't do anything wrong. It was just a conversation. But you're in the situation and you're talking to a friend and all of a sudden it gets ugly. It gets malicious. It gets, uh, and you leave that conversation feeling a bit guilty, like something went wrong. Well, that's because the, the Bible says that it starts on the inside. And so when you conceive these thoughts, when you give th uh, life to these thoughts, they begin to grow. And then they are not just a thought anymore. They're resentment. And then from resentment, they become bitterness. And from bitterness, they become unforgiveness. And they, it grows because sin is a seed. That then all of a sudden, it sprouts and it becomes a tree. And then it starts to produce fruit. That's what sin does. But I want to tell you what, what Jesus did. I want to tell you what Jesus did. Because Jesus has a different way of doing things. Jesus came to give us life and life to the full. Right? Jesus came to give us life and life to the full. What does that mean? What is a full life? What is an abundant life? A full life is not more money. It's not more things. A full life is not more children. It's a full life is not more power. A full life is not measured by your net worth. Or your network. A full life is measured by your freedom. A full life is measured by the freedom that Jesus gave you and your ability to walk in that freedom. So here what I find is amazing and spectacular about Jesus. So Jesus came. Where's my Jesus? Do your work, Jesus. I know I'm going to be, this is what Jesus gave. But here's the, here's the beauty, right? So Jesus could have kept him bound, turned the cord around and say, he's mine now. Right? I bought him. I paid for him. He could have said that. But Jesus didn't do that. Jesus set him free and say, okay, now choose. Jesus set him free. This is the love of the Father. When we sing reckless love, an amazing love who leaves the 99 and comes after us. When we sing about him breaking our chains, Jesus is not breaking our chains so that we're now held captive by him. He's setting us free and saying, choose the life that you're going to live. It says in Deuteronomy that he says, life and death are before you. Choose life. It is your choice to choose Jesus. It is your choice to choose the freedom that he has set you free for. See, Jesus reinstituted re our stance as sons and daughters and then said, pick. How amazing is that? I mean, he did all that. He went to the cross. All the lashes, all the pain, the crown of thorns hung on the cross. And then he didn't say, now you're mine because I bought you. He could have. He could have said, I paid the price for you. You're mine. Now you're bound to me. You're going to do what I say. Do as I will. Do it. He didn't say that. 
See, Jesus is such a gentleman. He set you free and said, okay, babe, pick. What do you want? How do you want to live your life? It's your choice. So this morning, I'm, I want to tell you that it is for freedom that Christ has set, a, set us free. And what does that mean? Hebrews, oh, you can go, guys. Thank you. I'm going to keep them up here forever. It makes me feel like I got people, clubs here, you know what I'm saying? Okay, Hebrews 12, 1 says, so we must let go, <clears throat> let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin so that we so easily fall into. Then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination. For the path has been already marked out before us. See, I want you to know this morning that you have been given a choice to let go of every wound of every sin. That is your choice. You have been given a choice. The price has been paid for it. So you have been given a choice. So you this morning, you have the choice to forgive the person who has hurt you. You have the choice to find Jesus and pray that the chains would be broken, the addiction will be broken, and you find the help that you need and you find freedom. You have the choice to forgive. You have the choice to ask for forgiveness. That's your choice. And find healing in the relationship. You have the choice to stop defiling your body and remain pure until marriage. That is your choice. You have the choice to find Jesus. To repent of whatever it is that you have been doing that you know has been weighing inside you. You know what is right or what is for you or what is not for you. You know what you were designed to do or not do. You know that. And so it is your choice to walk away from sin, to let go of those sin that so easily traps us, repent and move towards God. See, Jesus is the life. Jesus is the second chance. For all of us who are born into sin, we are born into sin and that's what we're born into. And when we pick Jesus, everything changes. Everything changes. So I want to encourage you this morning, do not leave for tomorrow what you feel in your heart you need to do today. See, in James 4, 14, it says, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist there that appears for a little time and then vanishes. I want to tell you this morning, I got a, I got a few questions to ask you, and I'm going to ask the band to come up. Because we're going to worship again. Again, in worship, we are set free. In worship, chains fall. It's you and God. It is your heart. You can't, when you are in worship and when you are talking to God in, in honesty, he sees you on the inside. There's no hiding. There's no need to hide. He loves you just the way you are. He loves you. He loves you while you were still a sinner, the Bible says. So don't think that you have to get it right before you come to God. You come to God just the way you are. And then he will set you free. Amen. So we're going to sing again, but this is my question to you. Do you need a do-over today? Do you need a new life? Do you need the chains to fall? Do you need to finally be set free of whatever it is that's holding you back? Do you need that this morning? I want to tell you what Jesus said in Luke 4, 18. He says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. To rec the, and recovery of sight for the blind and to set the oppressed free. He has been given all authority to do what you need. 
He has given, He has been given the authority and He is here to set you free today. So we're going to stand up. Can we stand up? We're going to stand up. And I have one question to ask you as you are worshiping, as you are singing. It's you and God. Nobody's going to know what's going on. But it's you and God. You ask God this morning, what do you need? What do I need to be set free from? What do I need to be set free from, God? What is it that's holding me back? What is it that actually... Because oftentimes what happens is we have the outer expression, but there's an inner need, right? We try to fix what's on the outside, the sins that are already, you know, on the outside. We're trying to fix the outside issue, but really there's a deeper issue on the inside. There is a sin that took root. Maybe you were forgotten. Maybe you're angry. Maybe you're grieving. Maybe you were abandoned. Maybe somebody hurt you. Maybe there's just unforgiveness. Maybe there are things that are launched in your heart so deep that now your actions are just... You know, and it's, it's an overflow of what's going on. Like there's, a, you don't even know where it began. Well, to, today I want to encourage you to go back to where it began. To ask God, what is it, God, that I need to be set free from? Let's go to the root cause. Let's go to the bottom so that then, then God can yank the root out and the tree will no longer have fruit. When God yanks out the roots, the root, the root cause, then everything else has to go too. Amen. Your solution this morning is not more trying. Okay? It's Jesus. It is not in your effort. It is not you trying harder. It is not you giving more. It is not you. It is not. Your solution is Jesus. It is an encounter with Jesus that will set you free. Okay? So if there's something this morning that is occupying real estate in your heart that should not be there, today is the day today is the day you surrender that to God and you say God take it I don't want this anymore forgive me of my sin forgive me of what I'm holding on to forgive me of this disease forgive me of this um, thing that's in my heart whatever it is you name it name what it is expose it to the light of God the Bible says that when the light of God shines on it darkness has to leave it has to leave and so this morning, if there's something that's been holding you, let's not, let's not deal with this, the outer consequences. Let's deal with the root cause. Surrender your life to Jesus, the one who can set you free. He doesn't want to own you. He doesn't want to tell you what to do. He doesn't want to come in and try behavior modification. That's not his goal. His goal is a relationship with you. His goal is to be in your life, to be able to walk you through your life. You have been marked for destiny, for future, for hope, for peace, for purpose. You have been given talents that He wants to bring out of you and see you flourish. He wants to see you happy. He wants to see you loving and whole. He wants to see your family fruitful. Okay, He wants to see things go well. He wants unity and peace in your home. He doesn't want to behavior modify or to tell your set of rules it's not about religion it's about Jesus Amen. it is about Jesus this morning and he's here to set you free I'm telling you if you will grab a hold and say God I will not let go of you until you set me free he will do it for you that's his will that's what he wants for your life so this morning I'm gonna we're gonna pray and what I want to ask is that whatever it is Whatever it is that's in your life, and we're not going to expose it, all I'm going to ask you to do is to put a hand in your heart and say, God, you know what's in there. 
you know exactly what's in there. And what I do know, if you know what it is, call it out. If you don't know, say, God, you know, you see. Help me understand. Help me break this. Help me get rid of this. God, we come into your presence this morning knowing that you are the chain breaker. You are the one that sets the oppressed free. You have been given all authority on heaven and on earth to do everything that we need you to do to set us free to bring healing to to make us whole again to to help us find forgiveness you have been given authority for it all so God in the name of Jesus in the name of the one who paid the price I declare right now that the captives will be set free that the oppressed will be set free that fear would have to bow that father that the enemy has to leave we command that in the name of Jesus in all authority has been given to you Jesus on heaven on earth Father, whatever it is that has been burdening your people, God, your word says that we can bring it to you and you will give us a burden of peace. You will give us love. You will give us joy. You will give us rest. So we pick up what you have for us and we surrender everything that does not belong in our hearts and we believe, we trust, we trust that you have a plan and a purpose for our lives this morning. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you this morning. Wonder and surrender, we fall down. Oh, oh, oh. Show us. Your